baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Championing the core conservative principles of limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise, and traditional values. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Dave, you're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Want to remind you, the best way to stay informed with up-to-the-minute news is to download the Odyssey app or tell Alexa or Google Home to play KNSS Radio. And, of course, if you miss an episode, you can always visit knssradio.com. You'll find links to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And like, make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook and True Social pages. And follow me on Twitter, at John R. Whitmer, to get all the latest updates on the show. As we mentioned last hour, next week the Kansas House will once again take up fairness in women's sports. Uh, another bill, the Women's Bill of Rights, uh, was debated this week in a House committee. And though both contain measures most of us would consider common sense, the Alphabet Mafia and their allies in the media are once again demonizing them as anti-LGBTQ and bigoted. Big surprise. Joining us now to walk us through these bills and why it's so important they pass is Riley Gaines. She was, until her recent graduation, a female competitive swimmer on the University of Kentucky swim team who spoke out after tying with Leah Thomas, a biological male, at the NCAA championships. She has since become an outspoken advocate for the need to protect the integrity of sports. Riley, thank you for joining us. It's nice to have you back on the show again, my friend. I know. Thank you so much for having me on again, John. It's great to have you. It's great to talk with you again. And um, thank you, by the way, as well, for coming to Kansas this week, for coming to Topeka and lobbying uh, on behalf of these bills. Uh, You know, they're going to pass. Hopefully they can sustain the governor's veto this time around. But for those of my listeners who haven't heard your story, can you tell us, share a little bit about just your story and, and, that that whole experience, what that was like for you. Absolutely. So last year I was a swimmer at the University of Kentucky. Um, I graduated this past year, but our NCAA championships were nothing of normal. (laughs) Um, Of course, I'm sure a lot of your listeners have heard of Leah Thomas, who is a biological male who swam three years on the men's side at UPenn before switching over to the female side and, of course, winning a national title. Thomas and I competed against each other in the 200-yard freestyle, which actually resulted in a tie. Upon our tie, the NCAA official, when handing out the trophies, looked at both of us and said, nice job, you guys tied. The trophy is going to go to Leah. Riley, you will go home empty-handed. We can eventually mail you a trophy, but for photo purposes, Leah has to have the trophy. (laughs) Well, okay, Let's let's let me back up real quick. He when he competed and I say he because I don't deny reality. If other people do, that's their choice. When he competed as a biological male, this guy was in the 400s, right? I mean, he he, he wouldn't have, he wasn't getting anywhere near a, a championship podium, correct? Correct. When Leah was swimming on the men's team, Leah was ranked at best 462nd in the men's <laughs> category. Okay. Okay. So Again, we we mentioned it in the last hour when we talked about science. So there's science for you. The guy is competing in the 500s. He comes over to the women's and he's dominating and winning records. Why did the NCAA, did they explain why they wanted him to get the trophy instead of you? Or was it strictly because they the optics? 
it was just the optics, which truthfully in this moment, um, I of course knew everything, what was happening was wrong in terms of being forced to compete in an unfair advantage against the biological male and change in a locker room with a fully intact biological male. But when they told me Leah had to have the trophy for photo purposes, it just felt like myself and the other female athletes at that meet had been reduced to a photo op. It made a mockery of everything that we had dedicated our lives to. Yeah, you know, and and I, I, I'm so glad that we, we brought up the science part of this. A recent sports medicine journal reviewed fitness test results and medical records of 29 trans men, women, and 46 trans women, men, who started gender-affirming hormones while in the United States Air Force. So they're transitioning. Uh, trans women, men, performed 31% more push-ups and 15% more sit-ups in one minute and ran one and a half miles 21% faster than their female counterparts. After two years of taking feminizing hormones, the push-ups and sit-ups differences disappeared But these trans women, men, were still 12% faster than their female counterparts. Riley, the left has spent two years demonizing and demanding everyone that, that, you know, doesn't trust the science. And yet when it comes to this issue, they want us to ignore the science. Exactly. It feels almost ironic. Well, I mean, it does feel ironic. Um, Through COVID, the past few years, all of the science, trust the CDC. Right. Now, we've come so far from that, and the same party, of course, that was saying follow the science, is doing the exact opposite of following the science. And this... Or they'll lie, and they'll say they are um, following the evolved science. But we all know that there is no science, or there's no credible medical professional whose expertise is in physiological development that would say... The advantages that biological men possess in comparison to women will ever be diminished. Um, we know men can never get testosterone levels computable to that of women. You know, the other thing that, that I think is interesting in this whole conversation, and I want to talk about the safety part of it here in a minute, but the thing that, that I think frustrates me, I can't imagine how much this must frustrate you, are the icons of women's sports past. The Billie Jean Kings, the you know the the women who fought to 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 get Title IX, the women who fought to break the glass ceiling, the National Organization of Women, for that matter. Why? Where are they on this? How come the NWO is silent, and how come some of these women are actually supporting these guys? Well, that's what I was actually about to say. Is we have trailblazers for women's sports like Billie Jean King, who of course fought for equal opportunities for women who is now advocating for trans inclusion in women's sports. We have Megan Rapinoe, who fought relentlessly to get women equal access and equal resources and equal pay. And she's now advocating for trans inclusion in in women's sports. Um, It just feels like the hypocrisy and the double standards um, and just the irony of it all. Women's sports were, of course, created to celebrate the uniqueness of women's bodies and their own physical capabilities. But when we allow men to infiltrate back into women's sports, we're not celebrating the uniqueness of women anymore. Well, you know, I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned Megan Rapinoe because you uh, you participated in Representative Blake Carpenter's legislative uh, speaker pro tem legislative update call. By the way, folks, if you don't join in, you're really missing out on these calls. They're very informative you can check the John Whitmer Show Facebook page for more information, but he does these legislative phone calls every Friday. Riley joined in on Friday's call, and you brought up about Megan Rapino, and you pointed out the fact that the U.S. women's soccer team lost, was it like to high school boys? I mean, and that was high school boys, let alone if they had to compete against the U.S. men's team. Right. The U.S. or the World Championship U.S. soccer team lost by 15 under high school male soccer team, which shows right there these mediocre, at best, I'm sure, males beating world champions. The best female soccer players in the world were beat by mediocre high school males. Well, again, it's biological fact. There's bone density, strength, lung capacity. I mean, there's just a certain scientific fact that you can't deny, but the left wants us to. 
Um, Riley, I, I'm up on a quick break. Can we? Can you stick around through the break? Because I want to talk about the safety aspects of this and what it was like in the locker room. Can you stick around? Absolutely, of course. Okay, perfect. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we'll talk about the safety side of this issue and the free speech side of this issue as well. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. here with Simple Shipping Containers coming to you from Wichita, Kansas. Wichita's trusted new and used shipping container provider. We specialize in affordable rental boxes for additional storage, site work, or anything you might need a little extra space for. We deliver same day to your site and will be any competitor's rate on rental containers with prices starting at just $100 a month. We also carry a wide variety of new and used 20-foot and 40-foot containers at our lot in Wichita. Located on the north side of Kellogg, just west of 135th Street West. Give us a shout today at 316-500-3334. Visit our website at simpleshippingcontainers.com. Simple Shipping Containers, we think outside the box. Rusty at Ford has been serving our customers in Wichita and all over Kansas for 70 years. Rusty at Ford is the new Ford or Blue Advantage certified pre-owned vehicle you are looking for online, in stock, and ready for delivery. Good credit, bad credit, or no credit at all, our finance team will help you with the best finance options available to you. Need your car serviced? Rusty at Ford has factory certified technicians to care for all your auto repair needs. We can pick up and drop off your vehicle for service, and our mobile service van can come to your home or work for most routine maintenance needs. Been in a wreck? Call Eck. Do not trust your collision repairs to just any body shop. Our certified professionals can have it done quickly and accurately. We work with your insurance company to get you back on the road as soon as possible. Rusty Eck Ford is Wichita's only president's award-winning dealership. Two years running for the best overall sales and service experience. Come see us today at 7310 East Kellogg or online at RustyEckFord.com and drive home your new Ford today. And remember, if you don't come see us today, we can't save you any money. Plumbing problems are no joke. Let the experts at Superior Plumbing take care of you. Their certified technicians will get the job done right. Water heaters, sump pumps, water softeners, showers, tubs, sinks, faucets, disposals, and more. Superior Plumbing is the name you can trust. Online at superiorplumbingict.com. Superior Plumbing will come a-running because we care, treat you fair and square. And our name says it all 684-8349. It's the month of love, and Midwest Kia is here to play matchmaker. You'll fall in love with a simple, transparent, and fast car buying experience that makes Midwest Kia a better way to buy. Find yourself swooning over a brand new 2023 K5 or Sorento, the newly redesigned Kia Sportage, or the revamped 2023 Telluride. Fall head over heels at the largest selection of available new cars in town. And find comfort in Midwest Kia's fair pricing guarantee. Never over sticker. As always, we're in it for the long haul. Strike up a relationship with our great staff and know that you'll be taken care of for years to come with Kia's amazing 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain warranty. When you experience our better way to buy, you cannot help but love Midwest Kia. If you are looking for the perfect match, come see us at Midwest Kia or MidwestKia.com. And remember, we want to see you in a Midwest Kia. Warranty is a limited powertrain warranty. See dealer for details. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, sponsored by Wake Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. You can always listen to us by telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio. And if you ever miss an episode, just visit knssradio.com. You'll find links to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook and through social pages. And follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. To get all the latest updates on the show with us still is former University of Kentucky swimmer Riley Gaines. So, Riley, um, again, on, on Friday during Representative Blake Carpenter's Speaker Pro Tem legislative update call, you uh, you talked about your experience 
in the locker room with Leah. Can you tell us a little bit more about that experience? Because I can only imagine how I would feel if my granddaughter was, you know, daughters, either of them, for that matter. My one granddaughter plays soccer, and I could just imagine what that would be like for her. Yes, absolutely. Um, we, of course, knew we would, we would be competing against Thomas, um, but the NCAA did not forewarn us that we would be sharing a locker room. Um, and so when you're in that swimming locker room, it's not necessarily a place of modesty. I mean, these suits you put on, it takes about 15 minutes. Um, of course, in those 15 minutes, you're fully exposed. Um, and so I can't even tell you the shock and just the, uh, the subconscious vulnerability hmm. when you turn around in that locker room because it, it gets dead silent and there's a six foot four biological man who is undressing and who is fully intact as a, as a male with male genitalia. I mean, it just, it just was like shocking to me, you know, not even a year or two years ago, this would have been some, some form of sexual harassment, having a man walking alone. Yeah. You think, Right. But it it felt like the NCAA, not only did they just allow this to happen, it felt like like they were encouraging this. They were celebrating this. And I I just I truthfully was just so at first I was uncomfortable and embarrassed and just awkward. And it's traumatizing for so many. Well, I can only imagine. I mean, he's, you know, in the locker room with you, his junk is just there on display it's got to be an awkward situation for all of you. Um, and yet the thing that you also on that call, you talked about how the NCAA effectively and the universities effectively tried to suppress your speech when you tried to complain about it. Correct. Absolutely. Um, actually, when the whole locker room incident happened again, like I said, we were not forewarned. And so I immediately walked out of the locker room and I asked, one of the NCAA officials, I said, hey, how is this allowed to happen? Like, what are the guidelines in place that allowed this person to share this space? Um, and they told me they had to make the locker rooms unisex. So any male, not even a self-identifying female, any male could have walked in that locker room. And they didn't tell us. Um, but in regards to the suppression and the silencing, it, it's turned into so much more than just a fairness in sports issue. Um it is a freedom of speech issue, exactly like you said. These universities, it's mind-blowing what they're doing to these girls. It's emotional blackmail. They're intimidating them. Um, they're threatening them, um, especially girls in the Ivy League. Leah Thomas's teammates even, and I've talked to several of them, and they've told me this. Um, when they were concerned about the locker room aspect, to which they had to deal with every day for, for a full year, when they sent an email to their school, um, their school responded back with, if you feel uncomfortable seeing male genitalia in your locker room, here are some counseling resources that you should seek. <laughs> and then, of course, they were referred to the campus LGBTQ education center to educate themselves on the oppression that these athletes are dealing with. Um, they had mandatory LGBTQ meetings. They were told that their school has already made their stance for them. Um, they were told that they are responsible if any harm comes towards this transgender athlete's way. And so, it's, it's it's emotional blackmail is what it is. And so these girls are petrified now to use their name and their face and their voice to fight this issue. We're talking with former University of Kentucky swimmer Riley Gaines. You also shared some stories about other female athletes who've actually been injured during competition with biological males. This is, again, it's not an, only an issue of fairness and an issue of free speech, but it's truly an issue of safety as well because – I'm sorry, I've seen the photo of you on the podium. He's a a full foot taller than you and massive by compare. I mean, you're in a you're you're petite. You're he's yeah. he's huge. The guy's a Goliath by comparison. And you shared right. some stories about women who've actually been hurt in competition, correct? Yes, absolutely. It's happening at an alarming rate. Um just recently, actually in North Carolina, there was a volleyball player. Um, I believe this is at the high school level. They, her team was competing, of course, against a biological, a woman's team with a biological male on the team um, who spiked the ball to which it hit her in the face. And there's a video online. Oh, my gosh. I, I can't even imagine getting hit in the face with the ball moving this fast. But 
she immediately had to go to the hospital where she's dealing with a concussion and she's still having vision problems. Um, and I want to add that the male's volleyball net is seven inches higher than a woman's volleyball net. So this, this male is already at an advantage of um, the net height. Right. Um, and so to have that advantage as well as, of course, your strength that a male has, um, it's dangerous. There was a, rest, or a, um, a fighter, her name is Fallon Fox. Sorry, his name is Fallon Fox. And he fractured the skull of a biological woman in a fight. Um, there was a hockey game where a transgender athlete injured a woman. And so I'm fortunate that in swimming, I didn't have to worry about my, my physical safety um, because there's no physical contact. But in sports where there is direct contact or where there is um, – the force of something hitting something that can be flying at you. These, these girls are in danger. It's a safety risk. And, you know, this all goes back to what we talked about in the last segment and what the, the whole purpose of these two bills that the legislature is taking up this week. And it's the issue of fairness. It's the issue of safety. And it's the issue of protecting the integrity of the sports. I mean, if look, if, if trans athletes want to play, nobody's saying you can't. Just create a competitive environment where trans athletes can play or something along those lines. If they want to be in the bathrooms, then use a, a single-sex bathroom for that person, correct? Absolutely, and that's a common misconception from what I've seen um, from people who oppose these bills is they say that they're banning trans athletes from playing. Right. This is not an anti-trans bill. There's no mention of the word trans anywhere in the bill. It is a pro-woman's bill. No athlete, regardless of who you are, how you identify, what your race is, no one is being banned. Um, that would be ridiculous, and that would be discriminatory, but that's not what's happening. Um, we're simply saying everyone has to play on a fair, a fair playing field. That, that is all these bills are. Um, and so when these people get so mad, it's almost as if they're acknowledging <laughs> the unfair advantages. Yeah, well, the Kansas City Star last week, the, the headline, Kansas Bill would ban transgender women from female spaces and sports. I mean, it's a, But right. that's the rhetoric, and that's what they want to do to demonize the bill and try and kill it. Absolutely. That's how I've learned. That's how the media works, um, when in reality, and, and of course people believe it, but in reality, that's that's not what this bill is and it's, it's silly and it's wrong for these media outlets and really the, these congress members these um the left leaning congress members to to say that and that's what we're seeing too is these people who know it's a lie are actively lying on their social medias as well right yeah well but they don't care they've got an agenda to push and that's what matters right. to them and they've got their segment of their base that is passionate about this issue and so they've got to cater to that small demographic. Riley, again, thank you for coming to Kansas. Thank you for advocating on behalf of women's sports and defending it. If folks are interested in getting in touch with you, I know I follow you on Twitter. You're at Riley underscore Gaines underscore on Twitter. Is that the best way to fo for folks to find you? Yeah, it is. Um, I also have an Instagram, and that's Riley G. Barker, but I do a lot of my posting especially in regards to this issue on Twitter. Um, I try to post breaking stories, of course, um, and just updates that revolve around saving women's sports. Well, I appreciate you, and I know uh, you're going to join me tomorrow morning, actually, on uh, Pete Mundo in Kansas City. So you and I will be talking again tomorrow. But thank you again for everything you're doing, and thank you for, for if nothing else, Thank you for being willing to stand up to the woke mob. That's not an easy thing to do, and I appreciate your courage in doing that. Well, thank you so much, John, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Yes, yes, thank you again. We'll take a quick break to pay a few bills. When we return, we're going to talk with Mike Brown, the newly elected chairman of the Kansas Republican Party, about his vision for the party and his plan to unite the party in, in uh, anticipation of the upcoming 2024 elections, you're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk.
Join Mark Patrick Seminars and lose the weight or stop smoking guaranteed for only $49.99. Weight Loss Seminar Saturday, February 25th at the Spring Hill Suites by Marriott Wichita Airport. Weight Loss Seminar 11 a.m. and Stop Smoking Seminar at 2 p.m. Sign up at MarkPatrickSeminars.com. Bad decisions limit future options. Stop adversity from becoming stress. Listen to The Flot Line with host Rick Hughes Sunday at 8.30 a.m. Learn problem-solving devices built on God's Word for inspiration, education, all without manipulation. The Flot Line, this Sunday on KNSS. This is Wink Hartman with another Hartman Truth Minute on KNSS Radio. I had a really good week. I found a round stage at an auction in western Kansas. How exciting! I am preparing a flyer to let all GOP presidential hopefuls know it is for rent for upcoming debates. My only concern is it may not be big enough as the presidential debate field continues to grow for the GOP primaries. By my guess, there will be 12 to 14 presidential hopefuls on the circular stage. How sad. They will throw sharp puns, slander statements, and half-truths on each other's political lives or careers. As they say, all is fair in politics. Okay, all 48 percenters, here's the reality. It doesn't work when standing in a political circle. There is an old saying, continuing to do the same thing over and over again, you will continue to get the same results. Well, it goes something like that. Why in the world can't the 48 percenters elect a totally qualified, been-in-the-trenches type person, ready, and politically proven candidate? Easy answer. Kansas' own Mike Pompeo has the proven experience. Let's go with a 4 by 6 stage for Mike. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. There could be a couple of sprinkles in the evening, but generally quiet the rest of the night. The low dropping to 32 under a mostly cloudy sky or winds becoming northeast. On Monday, mostly sunny at 64, a light southwest wind, clouds at 35 into Monday night. I'm KNSS meteorologist Rodney Price. Fox News. Secretary of State Antony Blinken confronted an unapologetic Chinese foreign minister for his country's use of a spy balloon over U.S. airspace earlier this month. Secretary Blinken met with the foreign minister Wang Yi. Yi called the U.S. response to the spy craft, quote, absurd and hysterical. Wang Yi pointed out China deplores it and strongly protested. Fox's David Spunt. Meanwhile, an arrest has been made in the Saturday night killing of a Philadelphia area police officer during an attempted carjacking. 18-year-old Miles Pfeffer was arrested Sunday morning for the shooting death of Temple University police officer Christopher Fitzgerald. Pfeffer allegedly shot Fitzgerald in the head during an incident near campus Saturday night before reportedly robbing the officer after he was wounded. Pfeffer faces several charges, including murder and murder of a law enforcement officer, as well as robbery and carjacking. Fox's Kevin Uretsky, America is listening to Fox News. Live Sunday nights, this is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. You can always listen to us by telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio. If you ever miss an episode, just visit knssradio.com. You'll find links to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook and True Social pages. And follow me on Twitter, at John R. Whitmer, to get all the latest updates on the show. Well, at its recent statewide reorganization and convention in Topeka, delegates elected Kansas City businessman Mike Brown by a vote of 90 to 88 to be the next chair of the Kansas Republican Party. Brown has previously served as a Johnson County commissioner and most recently ran in the Republican primary for Kansas Secretary of State. Mike, it's a pleasure to have you back on the show again. Congratulations on the recent election. It's a pleasure to have you back on the show, brother. Thank you very much, John. It's a pleasure to be with you and your listeners and uh, looking forward to some Q&A here. I'm really excited. About this. <laughs> well, we are, too. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't able to make it this last 
uh, convention. I usually attend every one of them, but we had, you know, my wife and I own a small business, and unfortunately, we had we had business that we had to attend to. So I, I that happens. It, yeah, it does. You, you got to pay the bills. Um, it's let me let me ask you. I want to get some of the stuff that's come out because the press is not friendly to us. The press is never friendly to Republicans, but the press has been fairly critical. Uh, I mean, the AP framed this election as a contest between you and Helen Van Etten, and they said that it was a fight between an anti-establishment right-winger and the establishment. Is, is that how you saw it? Because I didn't necessarily see it that way, but is that how you saw it? Not the least bit. I did not see it that way at all. So the bottom line is is that, you know, so, so I've known Helen for a very, very long time. Yeah, me too. It was a tough campaign. She is a tough campaigner. And she ran. Uh, it was. It was. She, she is well loved, and it was. Uh, and, and she's respected by our party from one end of the state to the other. And she's committed decades of her life to the Republican Party. I, this was never about, from my perspective, me against Helen or or anti-establishment versus establishment. There were people who wanted to frame it that way. But for me, this was simply about a businessman's perspective of coming in and running the party and getting to Republican wins from corner to corner in our state. The the press has also made a fair amount of coverage in the press, claiming you were, you know, quote, an election denier. The Wichita Eagle described you and again, it's the Wichita Eagle, so consider the source. But they described you as a big lie conspiracy theorist and said that you claim Donald Trump really won the 2020 election. I remember when we talked during the Secretary of State campaign, I don't remember you saying any of that. But, I mean, what what do you say to people who are worried that you're too fringe, say? Well, so so let me summarize it in this. The media is not the Republicans' friends. Yeah, you think? They haven't been for a very long time and generally aren't going to be any time in the near future. So from that perspective, they're going to say what they will, but but the facts are what they are, as you just said, based on, on me being on your show, me being on other other shows, quotes. But that It is what it is. They're going to frame it the way they want to frame it, and they're going to do that not just to me. They're going to do that to any and all Republicans anywhere they can because generally they're not Republican. So that that's just the gradient that we're up against in in our uh, in our operation and being Republicans. You know, my campaign was about the future, and it's not about the past at all. You know, we're a combination of in our party of personalities and experiences and and expertise and backgrounds, and and uh, we are an amalgam. It's one of the greatest things about being Republican is that we come from many varied backgrounds. But we have several things that we share in common, and one of those in Kansas is the Republican Party platform. Yep, We share that in common, and we follow that unified. Um, one of the things that uh, has come up since the election, you posted on your Facebook page, the financial situation of the party was not portrayed accurately at last week's state convention. Can you explain what you were referring to and, and what if there anything that you found that wasn't quite the way it was described at convention? Because I've had people who've reached out to me and said, wait, Mike's saying one thing, but Mike Brown, or Mike Cockleman's saying one thing, the outgoing chair, Mike Brown's saying another thing. Where, where are we on this? So the fact is, is what, what was portrayed and what was, was uh, relayed uh, to the current to, to the to the state executive uh, state the state committee that was voting was in fact it was it was inaccurate and the bottom line is is that it was not portrayed based on the balances that were told to the state to the state committee uh, how many bills we still had outstanding and I mean we've still got bills showing up in the mail and showing up in email that were never represented there's not a contract we don't have paperwork to support it just people just sending bills in. And, um, you know, so, again, I'm a businessman. If we don't have documentation, we don't have a contract, we don't have um, the proper documentation, it's going to slow that process down a bunch and it may well stop it. We're not just paying bills because somebody sends an invoice in. I'm a businessman. We've got to know what it was we bought and we've got to know what was delivered, what were the deliverables, was it delivered. And then we get an invoice, and then we get it set up for payment. The, the, those things were not reflected at all in the numbers that were portrayed to me. Okay. You know, I, I, I was just advised of, a, of another bill that literally just five minutes ago, just somebody said, hey, I'm owed money. 
Uh, there's no documentation. When we took over the office, there's no paperwork. We don't have anything there. So, you know, it, it was it was it's a mess. It took us uh, all of last week to try and get our arms around a good part of it. Um, we, we are have worked diligently uh, in the process to try to get our arms around. But when things keep popping up that that folks who had been a part of the administration before made commitments to or didn't because we don't even know, um, it, it's real hard to manage cash and to provide a, a, an accurate cash position statement to, to the state committee when we don't know what bills are outstanding and we were handed nothing. We were not given anything along those lines, nothing. Yesterday, you sent out an email that stated in part, uh, additionally, the party filings with the Government Ethics Commission were not in order, missing, and or not filed accurately. Uh, former Chairman Mike Cuckelman responded today, in part, saying that only the former treasurer, now the vice chair, Cheryl Reynolds, had knowledge of this deficiency in filing, that she knew of the deficiency because it was mailed to her home and that she intentionally kept those notices hidden from everyone else at the party. Is that accurate? It is not accurate. And so well, I'm going to give you a teaser here, John, for you and, and your, your crew, but I'm not going to spill all the beans right now. But just know that there are some facts, some hard facts, some irrefutable facts that are going to come out tomorrow morning at about 8 o'clock from Kansas GOP, and they will be sent out to the state committee uh, so that the state committee knows exactly where we are and exactly what happened. Um, it is irrefutable what we're, what, what, what we're positioned to send out, and I can't wait to send it. However, uh, because some people choose to put the entire state committee on, on a drama-laden emotional roller coaster on a Saturday, um, I have no intentions of doing that. Short of an emergency, Republicans across Kansas can generally expect not to hear from the party on the weekends or after business hours. We are a we will communicate with them on a Monday through Friday basis from eight to five. And that is exactly how I intend to address this, because this does not even come close to rising to the level of an emergency just because somebody made an allegation that is completely wrong. Well, do me a favor. If you want my email, you know it's john at knssradio.com. I'll be on the air tomorrow morning at 8 in Kansas City. I'd be happy to share anything that you want to send my way. You count on it. You're on the list. Perfect. Absolutely. Thank you. We'd love to send it to you. Absolutely. Traditionally, the four-member leadership team in the state party is made up of one person from each of the four congressional districts. Uh, there's some confusion down here that no one from the 4th District is in that leadership team. Is that accurate? I, I mean, I, I looked. I couldn't really tell if you had someone from the 4th on the leadership team. So we, we on our leadership team, um, we, we, what we have is we have an executive uh, leadership team. And on, on the executive leadership team, who we have is uh, myself as chairman. We have Cheryl Reynolds, who is the former treasurer, is now the vice chair of the party. We have Tess Anderson from Reno County, from Hutchinson, who is a grassroots coordinator and, and is, as our secretary is going to be second to none. She's phenomenal. And then we have from the, from the Big First out in Goodland from the ranching. Uh, uh, and he, He's ranching and farming, ag world, but he also owns 21st Century Bean Company, which if no one's heard of that, you can go look that up on the net and be impressed with something you didn't know about what's going on in Kansas because it's a big operation. Uh, his name is Alan Townsend, and he is our treasurer. But technically, Reno County isn't part of the 4th. So, I mean, is there anyone from the 4th on the executive team? No. But what we do have is we have the 4th District Chairwoman, Debbie Looper, yes. along with Love the district Debbie. chairs from the other three districts that all are also a part okay. of the team that I consult on, okay. on things when we're making decisions. Well, I, you know, here's the key. Uh, you know, there's this. there's been a fair amount of acrimony. It's barely been a week. I think here's the big thing, and, and I want to hold you through the break so we can talk about your vision going into 2024, but sure. I think the key now is is we need to unite. I mean, you'd be the first one probably to admit you won 90 to 88. It's a close win. How do you then unite the party that was divided through the election? There's still some of these issues, these emails and things. What's your plan to unite the party going forward? That's really, really simple. Phone calls, communication, inclusion, wrapping people into the things going on in the party, 
the decisions that we're making, making sure that everyone knows that they're represented and that they have a voice at the table. That's, uh, that's key. And, and more than that is fundraising, John, and going out and winning elections. <laughs> winning, winning, winning is how you unify this party. We need that for sure. Let's uh, let's talk about that when we come back. I'm going to hold you through the break. We'll talk about the future of the party. We'll talk about fundraising, winning elections, and all of that. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show. Our phone lines are open, by the way, 316-869-1330. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. We'll be back with Mike Brown right after this. Annuity guarantees rely on the financial strength of the issuing insurer. With proposed new taxes, market volatility, inflation, and rising health care costs, how secure is your retirement? Now you can help safeguard your retirement. A 401k law that unlocks an ingenious strategy could protect your retirement funds from inflation and a stock market downturn while boosting your retirement income as much as 40%. It's all laid out in a new book, Guarantee Your Retirement, from JDM Financial, and it's yours free. This insightful guide can be a roadmap to using annuities so you can retire with more confidence and includes the top seven strategies for safely navigating the threat of inflation and market volatility. Don't risk losing some of what you've spent a lifetime earning or having to downsize your retirement. For your free copy of Guarantee Your Retirement by JDM Financial, call now. Call 800-381-1212. That's 800-381-1212. 800-381-1212. Hi, it's Steve Mann. Have you heard the commercials for the Mark Patrick Stop Smoking seminars? And they said only $49.99 and it could work for you. So I thought, that's not even a week's worth of smoking. So I went. And guess what? It did work for me. You know, my friends and family are still amazed. I quit smoking. I didn't have cravings, anxiety, or weight gain. Listen, I don't know how it works, but I know it works because I'm living proof and it's 100% guaranteed. So what do you got to lose? I'll tell you what you got to lose. A very bad habit. Join Mark Patrick Seminars and stop smoking now without cravings, irritability, weight gain, or your money back, only $49.99 guaranteed. Hypnosis designed to work without anxiety, irritability, or weight gain. For only $49.99, become a non-smoker. That's right. Seminars Saturday, February 25th at the Spring Hill Suites by Marriott Wichita Airport in Wichita. Stop smoking seminar 2 p.m. Weight loss seminar 11 a.m. Sign up at markpatrickseminars.com. It's the month of love and Midwest Kia is here to play matchmaker. You'll fall in love with a simple, transparent, and fast car buying experience that makes Midwest Kia a better way to buy. Find yourself swooning over a brand new 2023 K5 or Sorento, the newly redesigned Kia Sportage, or the revamped 2023 Telluride. Fall head over heels at the largest selection of available new cars in town. And find comfort in Midwest Kia's fair pricing guarantee. Never over sticker. As always, we're in it for the long haul. Strike up a relationship with our great staff and know that you'll be taken care of for years to come with Kia's amazing 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain warranty. When you experience our better way to buy, you cannot help but love Midwest Kia. If you are looking for the perfect match, come see us at Midwest Kia or MidwestKia.com. And remember, we want to see you in a Midwest Kia. Warranty is a limited powertrain warranty. See dealer for details. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Well, I thank my dogs, the Democrats, and it breaks my heart to have to say an ugly thing like that. But there's a big old pile of evidence that all points <laughs> towards the fact <laughs> well, my I dog might be. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Want to remind you to stay informed with up-to-the-minute news while downloading the Odyssey app or telling Alexa or Google Home to play KNSS Radio. And make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show on Facebook and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer or email me at john at knssradio.com if you have any questions those are the best ways to stay updated on the show. With us still is the newly elected chairman of the Kansas Republican Party, Mike Brown. 
Mike, you you ran on a promise of getting Republicans elected across the state. That effort really has to begin uh, today, last week. I mean, we have we have local elections later this fall. Candidates are already filing. We've had two already file for the mayor's race here in Wichita. This we got to get going, right, brother? Absolutely, we do, we, and we are. We're we are we are rolling. We're we're getting to it. You know, a lot about looking to the future requires pausing for a moment and looking back to assess where you are. Yep. So An autopsy. Just as a re, a re, yeah. A reiteration of kind of what, you know, where we are now requires looking back some. And, you know, so I'm very proud of our team, the team we've assembled, the team we have that's running the Kansas GOP forward now and, and bold conservative Republican leadership wins. That was the message through the entire campaign that I ran to become the chairman of Kansas GOP. And it was literally built around the next thing I'm going to sentence. The next sentence is the foundation of it all. We cannot continue to do the same things over and over and then have a reasonable expectation that somehow it's going to turn out different because it will not turn out different. Our party is a combination of personalities, experiences, and expertise. You know, we, we ran a campaign that was solely based on looking forward. We were not looking backward. We got drugged backward by some things we inherited. We don't want to be in the past. We're looking at going forward. That is the vision is before us. And, you know, again, like I said, we can't keep doing the same things over and over and expect it to turn out different. Uh, I, I'm really proud of the KSGOP delegates that, that were a part of this process because it was a tough process. It was hard. There are some new faces and some passionate people that are committed and engaged in our party now, and I'm excited where that new energy is taking our party. You know, just just last week as a part of week one, one of my very first actions was to consult with members of our loyalty committee um, regarding letters that got sent out by the previous administration. Yeah, I remember that. Who had knowingly, and in some cases unknowingly, these people had knowingly or unknowingly signed a petition for, to put an independent on the ballot in Kansas to run for governor. And the bottom line is, is that the members of, the, of, of that committee, of the loyalty committee, which consisted of myself and the four congressional district chairs, voted unanimously to get rid of the all, uh, no further discussion and no further action. Persecuting our fellow Republicans is not how we build unity going forward in our party, and it is time for us to get past that and move on. And to that end, that's exactly what I've done. That's why I put us in this position. In order for us to win and be successful, we have to go raise a lot of money. You know, uh, you know, bold conservative is is you know right up my alley. That's what I want to hear. But that message doesn't necessarily play in in all areas, particularly up in Johnson County. I think, you know, Johnson. I don't think Johnson County's lost to Republicans, but bold and conservative may not be the right messages for all of Johnson County. Or is that, or is your plan to say, nope, we're going to run on a bold conservative message, and hopefully they'll buy into that message? So I think it is safe to say that the way that we've done it for the last several cycles in Johnson County isn't working out. I would agree with that. And that is that has been to cater to the softer side of the Republican Party, cater to the independents, and hope that they come with us. And in the end, they break away from us, John. They do. We have got to stick to the plan of bold, conservative Republican leadership wins, because it is under that bold and conservative Republican flag that we find our our Kansas GOP platform, the things that we all hold dear. They're non-negotiables. The so, things in that platform are the things that bind us, and we've got to stick to them. So along those lines, then, uh, you know, I, I would say that Dennis Pyle would say, for example, that he was bold and conservative, but at the same time, he damaged our chances in that election by taking 2% of the vote. That's not the direction you want to see us go, correct? You need We need to unite. We need to be unified behind the Republican brand. 100%. We have to unify. You know, the bottom line is is that we those who are a Republican and are running as a Republican have to be honest and direct in Kansas. We've got to demand that of them, that they are honest and they are direct about who they are and what they believe in the primary so that we can then vet those candidates to make sure we are putting forward the best candidate across the state. From that perspective, the electorate will the, – the candidates will decide – 
who's going to run and who they are and when they're getting in or not getting in. The electorate will decide in the primary who our, who our nominees are. The Republican Party of Kansas is not putting our finger on that scale. We are not doing what has been done in the past of trying to clear a, a clear pathway for a member, somebody running for Congress or, uh, or, or somebody running for governor. We are not getting involved in that. I am not brokering that. We are not brokering that. We are going to have open, honest, and fair primaries, and we're going to let candidates go out and convince the electorate of who they are and what they are and what they bring to the table. And when they've won that, when we have a nominee in each of these races, then the Kansas Republican Party is going to stand on that scale. We're coming with full support, with data, with manpower, with money. We're coming. We are not going to stand by and say, well, Johnson County is just too expensive, so I guess we're not going to play there. No, we're going to go raise enough money to make sure we play in Johnson County. That's we're what we need to hear. That that is yeah. definitely what we need to hear, and I'm I'm glad to hear that. You, I know you've hired, already hired a new executive director, Dakota Partial. I've known Dakota for a number of years. He and I worked on uh, Wink Hartman's campaign back in the day, yeah. so I know Dakota. He's a solid guy. You've also got the caucus coming up in 2024. You're preparing for. We sure do, and it's. Uh, it, I will tell you. Uh, it, it is a big process. We're going to need a lot of volunteers and a lot of help. It's a lot of work, and I will also tell you, it is a ton of fun, and it is a massive learning experience for people who, especially the folks who have kind of gotten really engaged in the party in the last two or three years, you know, really since the COVID thing, there's a new group, big group of younger, newer people in our party right now, which we desperately need. You know, when you look at our party as a whole, we are getting longer in the tooth as a party compared to the Democrats. We've got to have these younger people. That is the people in that, quote unquote, patriots group. And there's there's lots of definitions of that. And there's lots of subsets within it. But it's kind of the new rising column within the Republican Party. And they very much supported me in this. And they supported the, the third congressional district where they, they took over the uh, CD3. They In Johnson County, Republican Party is a full conservative slate of candidates now that are running the JCRP office. And it is 100 percent attributable to this new rising younger group. And so we need them to be involved in this presidential prime in, in the caucus. We need them to be involved as candidates filing for office, helping candidates, writing checks, getting involved, knocking on doors. And I'm here to tell you, man, they are on fire motivated right now well that's they what we're gonna wait that's to what it's work. gonna take we're we're and, yeah, and getting that kind of energy and that kind of uh, movement behind them and unifying is so important i hope that you uh, that you're able to do that i wish you all the best in that endeavor if folks are interested if they want to get involved if they want to donate if they want to get involved with the kansas republican party it's kansas.gop um i know kelly arnold and i are going to continue chairing the men's leadership series and kansas.gop is is the way they can go for more information right my friend absolutely that's 100 percent right and john if you don't mind me real quick closing with this this year, we are going to support Republicans running for school boards and city councils across this state. Good. There is no such thing as a nonpartisan election. Yes. And as a party, we're putting ourselves in it. Let's go. I Let's agree go. with you, my friend. Thank you much. I appreciate you, brother. Best of luck to you. Next week, former Trump economic advisor Steve Moore will be with us. In the meantime, have a great week. Tune in tomorrow morning. Pete Mundo in Kansas City. I'll be on. Carry on, fellow deplorables. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.